Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Tracking in detail. What is tracking and what to use to make tracking easier? Just taking a few minutes every week will help get debt under control. Tracking is nothing more than the recording of all your income and all your expenses, things that you buy or purchase throughout the week, month, year. And includes everything. Back in the day, pre-computers, before computers were in everybody's home, and before you had the internet and go online, a check had a check register. You would open up your checking account in the bank. They would give you a little booklet, which was your check register, where you would record your opening balance, all the checks you had wrote, all your ATM withdrawals, all your deposits into a check register. Tracking is nothing more than a check register that is gone onto a computer. So the, all the math happens automatically. You don't have to add in your deposits. You don't have to subtract out your deposits. There's no error there for making a mistake because the computer does all the math for you. So that takes out the mistakes, which makes it a whole lot easier. But when online banking came along and you could just log into your checking account and see your balance, people quit doing the tracking. People quit keeping track of a check register, which was not so good of an idea, but they thought they didn't need one. But here was the problem. If you manually wrote a paper check and put it in the mail, you wrote it today, it may not hit the bank for a week or two. And if you forgot you did it, you might spend that money again because you thought you had more money in the bank, but that check was outstanding. And then all of a sudden it hits the bank, clears, now you're out of money, you may have gone negative. So it was still important to keep a check register. But with tracking online with an app, you can now include all your credit cards, all your loans, anything, everything in your life, you can track what's going on in that particular item. And it's important to say that if you have a mortgage, you make a monthly payment. Part of that payment is going to be interest. Part of that payment is going to be principal. If you have an escrow, part of it's going to be your insurance and part of it's going to be your real estate taxes. You don't have to break all that out. You can if you want, but unless you know the exact way the mortgage company is computing the interest, you're probably going to be off a little bit. Maybe not a whole lot, but maybe you're never going to be in complete balance with your unpaid principal for versus what the what you calculated versus what the mortgage company's done. 
That's why I just post the payment. Here's the payment. Post it. You might want to break out the uh, the mortgage and the uh, insurance part of it, but not the principal and interest. Down the road, you can work on that later. You can make adjustments on the unpaid principal if you want, but I'm getting sidetracked. The idea here is to keep track of everything where your money is coming from. If you're, if you're married or have a significant other, you need to include the total household income and the total household expenditures. I'm going to call it expenditures because that's what you're spending your money on. To do it today, 2023, 20, 24, use an online app. You don't even have to download these apps anymore. And there's all kinds of them. I have a link in my show notes to a couple YouTube videos that give you idea on how to do things. One of them is he is automating all his payments, but don't do it until you have your debt under control or at least know how much is going out every month and build yourself up a buffer because of the timing issues of when your paycheck hits the bank versus when these payments are going to be made. If you automate it, it's just going to make the payment. And if you didn't have a your income coming in, you could overdraw your bank account. So you need to build up a buffer. But that's down the road. The apps, what apps should you use? Generally speaking, the cheaper, the better if it's going to serve your purpose. Remember, your goal here is to reduce your debt. And if you keep paying out a lot of money or more money you can afford to pay, you're going to have a hard time reducing debt. Now, remember, this is going to help you get your finances under control. So it's okay to splurge at this point to Get something that you like and can work with. That's the most important. But what should you be looking for? One, it should be relatively inexpensive or free. Two, you should be able to use it on your main computer at home or you can log in. Now, these are all online apps. So you log in with a password. You have your checking, your credit cards, whatever information you put out there. I hadn't had any problem with it being hacked or anything, but I do not automatically connect my bank accounts. That way, my bank account information is not, you know, my account number and all that is not out there. Also, if it's automatically done, you're defeating the purpose of, getting to know what's going on in your finances. And so if you manually enter the transactions, you'll have a better feel for where your money is coming from, where your money is going. If you're spending too much, maybe which category may, you know, you just have a better idea of what's going on. You can enter these transactions once a week. You can keep the paper receipts or you can go online to your checking account for taxes. 
and it's the most important at the end of the year. But if you're a business or if you're doing things that are tax deductible, you need to record them when you pay them and not when they clear the bank. So if you paid your mortgage, well, that's a bad idea. If you made a charitable donation on December 30th, that's when you record it because it's a deduction in that particular year, December 30th. It clears the bank January 10th. You don't want to use the January 10th date because that's the next year. You want it in the current year's taxes that you made the payment. But it doesn't matter when it clears the bank. It's when you pay it is the important part part for income taxes. Keep that in mind. So if you're entering directly from your online checking account or the online credit card accounts or whatever, keep in mind when did was that made? What date did I make that payment? Not when it cleared. Keep that in mind, especially at the end of a month or end of a year. Now, it's important for your budgeting purposes to assign it to the correct month so you know when it was spent. So if you just keep assigning it to the wrong month, you're not going to get an accurate detail of what's going on. Over time, it'll even itself out. But just to keep things consistent, you should record them when it you made the expenditure, not when it cleared the bank or the credit card, because it could be a couple days delay. You want to look for an app where the categories are pretty much already set up, but you'd be able to edit them. Can you add your own categories? Can you update the names? Can you change the names on them? Can you change it in a way where you can reorganize how the order it comes out so you can group things together for your budget? Housing, transportation, uh, food, savings, debt. That's not anywhere else. And then everything else. Those are your needs. And then everything else is wants. What you need to pay every month versus what you want to buy at any particular time. So if you can do that, it's it's going to be decent. You'll be able to rearrange it so that when you print out a report, it'll be easier for you to do your budget manually on a spreadsheet. And these YouTube videos, they're pretty much doing everything on a spreadsheet. There are apps that do it all. So if you're looking at an app that's going to do more for you, you still want to manually enter the transactions and you still want to manually set up the budget because that way you know more about what's going on in your finances. So if you are keeping the receipts and then entering the dates from the receipts and the dollar amounts, Remember to include your tip if you're going out to eat because sometimes the tip amount doesn't show up at the bank right away, but then a couple of days later, it'll update. I don't know why, but that's what my bank does. The initial charge comes through without a tip. 
then a day or two later, it'll change. So I always use it from the receipt and I put the tip amount in. I won't be in balance until the bank updates the tip amount, which could be a day or two later. Also, you could have an app where you can put it maybe on your main computer where you log in and do your um, updating on a regular basis. Or you can have, and you could have, an app that you put on your smartphone. Or if you go out and do something and you're spending money, you can enter that transaction as you do it or fairly quickly after you do it. It's a matter of getting used to doing it. That way you don't have to keep the receipt. You you manually put it in on your smartphone. It's out there. It's entered. When you go in your computer at home and you log in, it's going to be there. So you want the versatility of doing it both ways. The one I use, which is called countabout.com, they don't pay me. I'm not promoting it or anything, but it's relatively less than $10 a year. It has an app on my smartphone. I can log in. It works just fine. Now, the two are different, so you'd still need to use it on your computer at home because that's where you get your reports the app doesn't do as much, but it allows you to enter transactions and see your balances. So this, that's something you need to look for. Can you edit the categories? Does it have an app where you can enter on mobily? And if you and your spouse both have it, can two of them do it? Just so that it's flexible. Does it do everything? Now, it might say it can do a budget, but how good is it? Some of them are better than others. Like the Countabout is great at tracking and doing that kind of stuff, but not so good on the budget side. But that's why I use a spreadsheet because I want to plug in the number so I can see what's going on and I can keep it up to date and I have a better feel for everything. And that's pretty much what everybody on YouTube that I watch says You want to manually update this stuff. You don't want it to make it automatic. Then there's other apps such as You Need a Budget, Y-N-A-B, that kind of does everything for you. From what I saw, they recommend that Y-N-A-B is good for paying off debt. But I think it's better than that because you can do your tracking in there. You can do your budgeting in there. You can assign your money a place to do so like using the envelope system so you don't overspend money comes in your checking account and then you assign your money a job for an expenses coming up and then you can get a forward look somewhat to see do you have enough money to pay this month's rent and next month's rent and this month's all this month's bills and next month bills It works fairly good. If you use something like that, you need to learn it in stages. Learn how to enter the transactions to do the tracking part. Watch YouTube videos and learn how to use the software and gradually work your way into it. Use the tracking for a while and get comfortable and then take the next steps, learn about the budgeting portion of it, learn about how to assign the money to it, to categories, and how to use it to your advantage. 
You do it in baby steps and do it in stages and it won't be overwhelming. If you try to do it all at once, it's going to be way more than you'll ever remember. So it will be overwhelming and you may not like it, but do it slowly and gradually work your way up. Everything I was going to talk about as far as tracking goes, and your main reason is you want to manually do it so that you have a grasp on everything that's going on and you have a feel and you can see in real time where your money is going. And if you're overspending in a category, you can make adjustments. But before you do all that, you need to know why you are you doing this. You're doing it because you're trying to meet a particular goal. In this particular case, you may be trying to pay off credit card debt. Maybe you're trying to pay off debt so you have more money to put aside for something else. We'll be right back. Do you sometimes feel like running circles and getting nowhere? Maybe you want your life to run toward achieving something more significant, but you are not quite sure how or where to start. If it sounds like you, you should definitely check out the Neat Lifestyle podcast. We talk about all aspects of getting organized to build the lifestyle you desire so that you can get started and not feel so confused or alone. Questions like, how do I organize life for success? How do I organize time, home, finances, and projects? All that and more we cover in the show. So if that sounds like something you would be interested in, click on the show notes and follow the Neat Lifestyle podcast today. Getting too much debt is just as simple as you're spending more than what you make in the current particular period. And you're using credit to do that. You got to stop doing that. And by tracking your spending, you're going to get a handle on why you may be overspending. You might be seeing the category where you're spending most of your money. And you now you know where the money is going. You can adjust and make changes to help reduce that spending so you can increase your savings and then increased savings is going to pay off your debt sooner. I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but believe me, it works very well. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you're interested in learning about an online software that helped myself get out of debt, It does tracking, budgeting, and keeps track of all your assets and all your debt. It even tells you how much and when to transfer money into your savings account and how much and when to transfer money to your debt and which debts to pay off in order first. It's not cheap. It's a one-time payment, but it will definitely be an investment, something in yourself and an investment in your personal financial life. If you're interested, send me an email at reducedebtincreasewealth at gmail.com and I'll send you the information about this online software that worked great for me. In one of my YouTube videos, the guy is talking about automating your payments. 
and he's been doing it for a long time. You need to watch the YouTube channel to learn how he done it. And he recommends building up a one month bumper before you start doing it. So if you're trying to pay off your debt before you start automating any payments of your monthly reoccurring bills to start there, you need to know one, how much they are on a monthly basis and two, are you always going to have enough money at the time your bills are due to cover them? So it's the timing of when you receive your income in your checking account versus when you're going to pay the bill. If you automate them and you set it up on the payment date, that payment date can change by a day or two, depending if it falls on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It, you know, if it's Saturday and Sunday, it might move to Monday. And Saturday might move back to Friday. And if you don't have a paycheck coming in that week, you could be overdrawn. So you need to have a buffer, buffer in your checking account to cover these timing things as I refer to him. What he recommend was automate all your monthly needs, the bills you need to pay every month, your rent or your mortgage payment, your car payment, all your utilities. I do that because I was missing them every once in a while and that's bad on your credit score. So what I did was I go to each particular vendor Save the utility company for the electric, the gas, the water and sewer, everything that can do online on their site. I set it up as an auto pay on their site because then I can check the due date and the due date say it's the 10th. Well, on the 10th, it's going to start the transaction and that's a timely payment because my person I'm paying is doing it but it may not clear my bank for a day or two. It may not clear my bank till the 11th or 12th because of the day it falls. And it's still considered a timely payment. So that's how I particularly do it. If you do it from your bank and you say it's the 10th of the month and the 10th falls on a Saturday or a Sunday, the bank may not process it to Monday. And then who you're trying to pay may say, Oh, you're a day late and they're going to charge you a fee. That's why I do it the other way around. At first I didn't. Then I got charged some of these late fees and I thought, well, we'll just do it the other way. And I hadn't had any problems since. So there's a little tip there. So before you automate, especially if you're paycheck to paycheck and you have a lot of debt, you don't want to automate this stuff until you get your debt under control, pay down some, get build up a buffer in your checking account have at least a minimum of six hundred dollars is what i kept in my checking account at all times no matter what so if i didn't have six hundred dollars nothing got paid i would have to manually go in and pay it so i knew i had enough to cover that particular bill that way you're not going to overdraw your checking account and get charged all those bank fees we're trying to minimize wasting money and paying bank fees is a waste of money. He also automated his investments where he was putting money into an investment on a monthly basis and he was just automated to transfer the money. 
And he said he started small at first, and but he gradually increased them. You need to watch the video to understand what he is doing and why he's doing it. I'm just relaying this. One way to make timely payments on all your monthly bills is to automate them. But you got to make sure you always have enough money in your checking account to cover those bills down the road. And his recommendation was a one-month buffer. So if you have $1,800 a month in expenses that gets paid every month, you need to have $3,600 a month, $3,600 in your checking account before you start automating these payments. Seems like a lot, but it makes sense. That way you're not going to overdraw because of timing. Or if it's a big one and you just want to make sure that you're paying it whether three days early or one day late or whatever the case is that so you always have enough to cover it, then you do that manually. So if you just look at the different apps, there's apps out there that you can download to your smartphone that are free and you can use them free. Some of them have a free trial that you can use them. The deal with the free trials is they get you in long enough you put in a lot of information and maybe you like it or you don't but you spent so much time putting in information you don't want to do that again so then you just start paying for it and then you're kind of on something that maybe you like or don't like so beware of those type of things uh, just a note i believe the mint which is a popular app is going to be shut down and into it the owner of it is gonna force you to move to some other app that that's not meant so it could work differently better or worse i don't know but just a note about that don't even look at it because it's not going to be around that much longer and just one final note you're probably wondering if you start the tracking you only maybe you only want to do it until you get your debt under control maybe you just want to do it until you get your credit cards paid off but you're thinking all wrong you just have to continue doing it for the rest of your life or until somebody else takes it over from you and what's the reason is well maybe today your goal is to pay off your credit card debt once that happened what's your new goal Maybe to upgrade to a new home or buy a new car or save more money for your children's education or save more money for your retirement. This is going to be an ongoing process. And if you hadn't done it in the past and you got yourself in trouble, that's the reason why you got yourself in trouble. You don't know what's going on in your personal finance. So you have to always know for the rest of your life what's going on in your personal finances.